thanks for listening to the weirdest stories from around the world on Weird AF News with your host, Comedian Jonesy. Well, I know how much you guys enjoy the stories about emotional support animals on flights. And I got some updates in this category that I thought you might find interesting. Delta has banned kittens and puppies as support animals on all flights and all emotional support animals on longer hauls, period. And a Southwest passenger says she was forced to leave her pet fish at the Denver airport. Mm, Let's start with that one. A San Diego college student is accused... And by the way, I'm always... I always love when college students are denied things like this, just personally, just FYI. I love it. Uh, it bothers me how how many benefits in our culture college students get. Uh, for instance, you'll go to a, uh, a convenience store adjacent to a college, and it'll be like, all college students get 20% off at our store. And you're like, why do they get 20% off? They're not struggling. <laughs> They don't have to serve jury duty. I'm just, I, I, I could go on and on about the perks that a college student gets. Sleep till noon. Oh, life is so hard. Uh, so, so I'm glad this college student was not allowed to bring her pet f- emotional fish onto, onto a flight. I feel like that's appropriate. Uh, she was forced to leave her pet fish at Denver International Airport. Last Wednesday, University of Colorado sophomore Lannis Powis. Powis? Can college students get normal names now, too? I mean, this is just ridiculous. Lannis Powis was getting ready to fly home for the holidays with Cassie, a pink male beta fish that she's owned since her freshman year. It helped her get through those first difficult moments of being a college student when you have to, like, go to two classes a day. It's just awful. Oh. She says... Quote, I've taken him everywhere with me since then. Really? Everywhere? You've taken your fish everywhere? Liar. You've taken your fish to class? On your Tinder date? Shut up. Although the Transportation Security Administration website says live fish are allowed on planes as carry-on luggage. (laughs) Is that true? Southwest employees told Paulus only small cats and dogs that fit in an under-seat carrier are actually allowed onto the plane. Um, this surprised her, she said, because no one tells her no. I mean, that's not what the article says. This surprised her because she's taken numerous trips on Southwest with Cassie. Oh, has she? What a great life for the fish. Get to see the world through a bowl. Mm. I've traveled with it, she said. With it? Oh, you're calling Cassie an it? That's insulting to the fish. I've traveled with it. I had it, I had it in my container, too. Maybe they just didn't make a big deal out of it. Maybe if your fish actually meant something more to you, you would refer to Cassie as she instead of it. I question your love for this emotional pet that you, quote, take everywhere. (laughs) Oh, man. After a gate agent refused to hold the fish at the counter for 30 minutes so that a friend could pick up her fish, Lannis was forced to ask random passengers on other airlines that allowed the fish if they could care for her. (laughs) Oh, yeah? She found a willing party to take care of the fish, but was unable to get that person's name or other contact info. What are you talking about? You let them take care of your fish and didn't get their information? What are you... How dumb are you? Oh, man. I mean, this is just... People are so dumb with these emotional animals. They're just so dumb. You're dumb. You're going to show up in an airport with a fish in a bowl, and in your mind, that's okay to take on a plane. Is, Is that... 
What world do you live in? I'll tell you what kind of world you live in. You live in a privileged college world where no one says no to you, young college student. Ridiculous. Let's get back into the the Delta story uh, and how they ban kittens and puppies. Okay, this is an update because you guys might want to bring your kitten or puppy. And those are actually, on some level, I'll I'll admit, legit emotional support. And fine, fine. If you really want to split hairs here over what is an emotional support animal. I mean, I'm all anti-emotional support animal anyways. I'm like, get it together, okay? You're not special. Uh, But listen, if you want to make the argument that a puppy can be, okay, fine. Delta Airlines, though, said Monday that it will ban all emotional support animals on flights longer than eight hours, and it's going to ban all service and support animals under four months of age on flights no matter the duration. The policy will go in effect December 18th, I believe that's today, ahead of the Christmas holiday travel season. These updates support Delta's commitment to safety and also protect the rights of customers and documented needs, such as veterans and disabilities, to travel with trained service and support animals. Really? Um, They say that it's amended its animal policy after finding an 84% increase in reported incidents involving service and support animals in 2016 and 2017, including urination, defecation on the flight, biting, and even a widely reported attack by a 70-pound dog. Mm. Delta said the updated support and service animal age requirement aligns with the vaccination policy, blah, blah, blah. And this is the rest of this is kind of boring. Um, well, you they've had incidences of urination, defecation, and biting. So, I mean, I think that's enough to curtail the emotional support, <laughs> you know, animals. I mean, look at Flights are uncomfortable as it is. I don't need a 70-pound dog next to me, okay? It's bad enough I got a 400-pound dude, you know, with a sleep apnea next to me. Yay! This is going to be a good flight. They don't feed you anymore. <laughs> like, they don't, there's no free alcohol like back in the day. Can't smoke my, can't smoke my peace pipe. <laughs> here's, here's my ideal flight. Uh, two Vicodins and a, and a uh, vodka martini at the bar before, I, right before I board. And then you can bring a mo- an emotional support alligator and throw it on my lap after that. I'm not even going to know. I'm going to be out like a light, which is the way you should be experiencing your flights these days because it's a horrible experience, Okay. I don't need an emotional support muskrat urinating on my shin. (laughs) That's poetry right there. Of course, you can call into Weird AF News anytime and uh, give us your side of the story. Perhaps you support emotional support fish because you have (laughs) – because you're missing some brain cells. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't mean to insult you, but you do. You do. Maybe you can make a case for emotional support kittens and puppies. I'll listen to that. Call Weird AF News, 646-450-2012. Just uh, let it all hang out on this one with Jonesy here. Uh, I want to hear your personal emotional support incident if you have one. Let's get it out there. I want to know. Let's laugh at you a little bit. (laughs) Or maybe we'll cry for you. I mean, we need to hear the story first. So call in. Weird AF News. A woman is distraught over her stolen tiny house. Oh boy, that's a bad afternoon when your tiny house gets stolen. You know, you walk down the little pathway to your little tiny mailbox and then you turn around and your tiny house is gone. It's It's been snatched by a tiny crane and thrown on a tiny flat lift and some tiny truck and just trucked out of there. This is in St. Louis. Um... (laughs) I'm sorry. 
A woman who was building a tiny house in South St. Louis is hoping that police and the public can help after her home was stolen. <laughs> she wasn't even done. They stole a half-built tiny house, it seems. Oh, man. She hadn't even finished putting her tiny chimney on the damn thing. <laughs> it was gone. Oh, man. Megan Panu. Wow, we're getting some easy names today. Megan Panu got a call over the weekend asking her if she had moved her tiny house overnight. She had not moved her tiny house overnight. She called St. Louis City to see if her tiny home had been towed from where it was parked for the past month. It had not been towed. Panu's tiny home had been stolen, in fact. She told Fox News the possibility she may not get her tiny home back is, in fact, devastating to her person. Not to her person. I said that. I just thought I would embellish it. But she did say it was devastating, as, as, as it would be for me if my tiny house was stolen. Um, Panu began building the tiny house as part of her senior thesis in environmental studies at Webster University. Oh, it's another college student getting jacked. <laughs> oh, man, it's hard being a college student these days. You got to, you know, go get food at a cafeteria several times a day. Uh, she began tiny the, building the tiny home as part of her senior thesis in environmental studies. How is that a senior thesis? College is such a joke. It's such a joke. This is, this is how you spend your... I'm building a tiny house. That's how I'm going to get my degree. I mean, <laughs> it started as a trailer and a plan to live with less. She has been working on the tiny house for two years. She documented her journey on social media all along the way. What hard work it is. During the construction phase, she kept the trailer in a place called Ballwin, B-A-L-L-W-I-N, Ballwin, hilarious name, uh, and then she moved it to South City. Quote, we were working eight-hour days, several days out of the week, she said, so I would go from my classes at Webster and I would drive out to Ballwin and work on my tiny house, and I loved it. I love the hustle of that, you know? just I just love the hustle of driving to work on my tiny house. She had plans to move the tiny house again this weekend to an intentional living community, which would showcase shipping container homes, earth bag homes. What are earth bag homes? Haven't heard of those. Need to research that. And other tiny home configurations. She intended to move into the tiny house in the spring. Pano estimates she invested $20,000 into her tiny home, 1500 of it which she received from the public through a GoFundMe campaign. You dummies gave her money to build, to build this tiny house? Stupid. But the money is not the part. It's the last... It'll be a cold day in hell when I give a college student money, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> Jonesy, you're very anti-college student this afternoon. I am. I am. But what about our loans that we got? Well, you're dumb. You're dumb for taking out those loans. I think the, I think the jury's out on the, on the loan situation. I think we all know how dumb it is to go into $100,000 worth of debt. I'm carrying around $35,000 worth of debt myself, okay? I know the deal, all right? I'm not coming from a place of... Jonesy doesn't understand the plight. I understand the plight. You're, but I think we all, <laughs> you're stupid, okay? $100,000 education to go build a tiny home? I mean, come on. What kind of arrangement is that? Your parents should be fired. <laughs> Can you fire parents? There's such little regard for the effort and the time and the love that I put into this tiny home, she says. I think that's what's the most frustrating to me. And it's not just the material possession. It's not just a car. It's a place where I was going to sort of, you know, build roots and grow in my community and have tiny little children and tiny little pets, emotional pets, emotional support pets for my tiny home. Because when you live in a tiny home, you need emotional support from anywhere you can get it, which is why I was going to fill it with goldfish. 
and little tiny, <laughs> little tiny crawfish. My emotional support crawfish. My emotional, my emotional support hermit crab collection. Panu said that some unique features of her tiny home made it identifiable, including two large green windows. Why am I reading this? Why? <laughs> it's like... <laughs> I, I find it funny and deserving that her tiny home was stolen. It's probably, probably some homeless family is going to really use it. Not some a college student who can just, you know, live with their parents <laughs> for free. Oh, I, I hope I get hate mail and call-ins from college students telling me how insensitive I am to the plight of this co- poor college student that lost her tiny home. Go ahead, call in. Tell me. <laughs> Yell at me. My number is 646-450-2012. I'm not hiding. I'm not hiding. And can we, for an instance, uh, I'd, like to, I'd like to actually revisit um, my only tiny home experience. I mentioned this a, a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. I spent the night in a tiny home in the desert of Joshua Tree a few weeks ago, and I had the greatest time. And I thought to myself, I would love a tiny home someday. Not as a, not as a full-time live-in situation. It's a little much, but like to, to go and, um, you know, sort of uh, have, a, have it as a getaway. Yeah, a getaway situation. I think that would be great. Because um, I can't afford some palatial getaway on a mountain. You know what I'm saying? So like a tiny house. Yeah, that's, that's my speed. And I can go there and be alone and get away from weird society. <laughs> Anyone want to join me? I'll have a, you know what? I'll I'll put out a contest there where a, a lucky a lucky weirdo can spend a weekend with me in my tiny home, uh, in the middle of nowhere, and you know we'll we'll smoke we'll smoke weed and get poison ivy. It'll be it'll be a great time. <laughs> all right, all right, enough. Vladimir Putin is cracking down on rap music in Russia. Not a f- not a fan of the rap music. Vladimir Putin is demanding the Russian government take charge of rap music after authorities crack down on number of concerts across country of Russia. Should I continue my Russian accent throughout the story? I feel like I should. <laughs> rap music and other forms are rested upon three pillars. Sex, drugs, and protest, Putin said <laughs> at the meeting. Yes, rap music is only sex, drugs, and protest. Well, there's the occasional dance. And I admit I did like the doggy. <laughs> he said, I am most worried about drugs. This is the way towards the degradation of a nation. Yes, yes. His comments come after Husky, one of Russia's most popular rappers. Husky? I never heard of Husky. It's a pretty... It's a pretty dope rap name, I gotta say. Husky. I'm gonna guess Husky's an oversized individual. You know? Um, Russian rapping. I, I mean, a whole rap game in Russia. That's just a whole... What a weird... What a weird situation that is. I'd love to hear some of that. Husky was arrested after the cancellation of his concerts this weekend. Husky attempted to perform an impromptu show on the roof of a car... <laughs> After his concert at the local venue was shut down for containing what authorities called extremism. In fact, the rapper was sentenced to 12 days in jail, but was released early following the outcry from fans. Wow. I got to look up a Husky video. Let's hear some Husky music, right? Why, why don't you want to hear Husky music? Come on, guys. 
you know, putting this guy in jail, you know, well, we have freedom of speech here in the U.S. I don't know what's going on in, the, in Russia. It apparently they're not into that at all, obviously. And uh, I have my reservations about limiting freedom of speech on some level. I think there's um, some speech is problematic. Um, but when it comes to art, I'm very, very much, because uh, I'm an artist myself, I'm very much uh, pro-art in, in most forms. So um, to censor art, I think, is, uh, is, is a step in a dangerous direction. Uh, as an artist, sort of, uh, I realize the importance of art in the culture, you know, because uh, let's get serious for a second, as I tend to do. Um, art can um, transform a culture, and art is one of the only um, sort of change mechanisms that the regular citizens are allowed to um, have at their disposal. It's one of the few buttons we're allowed to push in the culture. We're not allowed to push, you know, international banking buttons and and major, you know, diplomacy buttons. We're just not. We like to think we're allowed to push the political buttons with voting, but that's, at the end of the day, you find out what a fiction that tends to be. Um, but art is really something that is at the fingertips of all of us, no matter what walk of life you happen to be in the culture. And art can be very transformative in the culture, which is why I think when it comes to any sort of censorship of art, you've got to have a hands-off policy. You know, you cannot censor it at all. And as a stand-up comedian, I've noticed there's been a trend to sort of censor some of the things that comedians do on stage. And I think you have to take a hands-off approach to that um, as well. Uh, you know, art needs to be left alone. It, it may offend people. I don't care, okay? Because the overall importance of art and what art can do to transform a, a country. Um, and let's admit, I'm living in a country that needs some major transformation, Um and art is it, art is very it can be very effective in doing that. You can't limit what me and other comedians or any other artist is doing with art in a culture. Um, you just can't. And and with that, let's hear a little bit of Husky. Oh, Husky's got it. Husky got game. By the way, the music video is outstanding. Um, <laughs> I don't think Husky has much of a budget. It's uh, his friends are doing donuts in the snow with their cars. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Hey, look it. Sounds pretty good. I don't know what Husky's saying, but not bad. Uh you can't you can't be jailing your artists, okay? This is uh this is like a step towards fascism, obviously. Uh Okay, where was I? I lost myself. Okay, he was sentenced to twelve days in jail, but was was released following the outcry from his fans. Good. I'm glad they got him out of there. Perhaps they can get it together and make it so that Husky doesn't have to do an impromptu show on top of uh, a Volkswagen. <laughs> Let's get him back in the theaters. The rapper has long been critical of both the Russian government and Putin. Sure, of course, deservedly so. And he should be allowed to express himself. Um, you should be allowed to express your criticism of government via art, okay? And the moment you stop allowing that, it's like, you know, it's a step towards fascism. That's exactly what's going on here. Uh, 
other rappers in Russia called um, IC Three Peak and Flood F L U D D have also had recent concerts canceled following pressures from authorities. As artists have pointed out, the recent crackdown shows the Russian government's fear of art and activism. Absolutely. A new generation of musicians and artists who speak freely about various topics has appeared, and it seems that some people don't like this because they view it as a threat to government, vocalist Anastasia Kreslina told the media. It seems they are afraid of some kind of cultural revolution. Absolutely. As The Guardian points out, this crackdown is reminiscent of the Soviet-era censorship of the arts when popular Western music was banned and rock musicians faced persecution. Putin has long had an antagonistic relationship with musicians. Throughout the 2010s, punk group Pussy Riot has become internationally famous for clashes with the government that resulted in two members getting harsh prison sentences. I do. I, do, I remember that, actually. In his comments this weekend, Putin acknowledged that he cannot ban rap altogether. Oh, you can't? Oh, you can't rap? You, you can't ban Kanye? You can't, Putin? Is that what you thought you were going to do? We cannot ban the rap all over the world, I realize. But we'll do everything possible to control the genre. Yeah, good luck with that. Good luck controlling the genre. This guy needs to step down. Awful person. If it is impossible to stop it... I'll keep the Russian accent as I round out this story. If it is impossible to stop it, it should be taken over and navigated in a particular way. How to do this? How to take charge and guide in the necessary direction that's the most important issue and i will address it you're going to guide rap to where you're going to make everybody rap about their emotional support puppies is that what you're going to do <laughs> you know art is meant to make the uncomfortable comfortable and the comfortable uncomfortable weird af news quote me quote me hey what's up weirdos um it's Jonesy here. I just wanted to give a, a shout out to a particular listener, Michael from Iowa City, who was so nice. He sent me a Christmas package uh, with some delicious coffee that was uh, made in Honolulu, Hawaii. Oh, I was so thrilled, Michael. I can't thank you enough for uh, sending me that. And he enclosed a very sweet letter um, about the holidays and and how much he appreciates Weird AF News and everything I do, and, and, and those kinds of things. These kinds of activities just really warm my heart this holiday season. Um, and you guys don't have to send me gifts. You could send me a simple email, if you'd like, telling me uh, that you appreciate Weird AF News. That makes me feel good as well. I've been touched over the year by many people who have reached out to me. Um, some have even told me that uh, my show has helped them get through very difficult emotional times in their lives, addiction, recovery, the death of loved ones, this kinds of thing, th- these kinds of things and, and 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 it just makes me feel it makes me feel so great to know that um that I'm able to kind of contribute to your life in some way, you know, make make your day a little bit better by laughing at some at some weird shit. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> it's, a, it's not a it's not rocket science here. We're just laughing at weird shit and weird people. Uh, and dummies. Dumb criminals, usually. And, hey, why not start your day laughing at dumb criminals? <laughs> right? It's great. It's better. It can be better than the regular news, which is disheartening a lot of times. You know? Um, so th- I want to thank everybody for uh, reaching out to me. And, and the gifts are fantastic. So I've gotten a couple gifts the past week, and I, I just love it. So thank you so much. Uh, if you want to give another gift, you can join my Patreon, if you'd like. It's p a t r e o n dot com slash 
weird AF news. And uh, you can you can join the Patreon for as little as $2 a month, which is like buying Jonesy a cup of coffee uh, a month, which is pretty cool and very necessary in my life um, as I'm completely addicted to caffeine. And, and it's terrible. But what can I do? Uh, sometimes you just got to embrace the darkness, guys, and move on. <laughs> So yeah, go to my Patreon. You're going to get extra media. You're going to get all sorts of stuff. Um, you get a free download of my comedy album. You will get uh, some access to uh, like prank calls to Florida. Uh, I'll also do a, a completely extra episode of Weird AF News. Stories that I never covered the previous month. I call them Weird AF B-sides. I'll do like 15 stories. Um, and this particular one, you're going to get something great because... Uh, on Thursday of this week, I'm going to the uh, the Museum of Disgusting Food in Los Angeles, where I'm going to be given a private tour and an interview with the uh, the curator of this museum. And I'm going to put some video, uh, uh, an audio interview on my Patreon, and a video of me eating something disgusting. On, that'll be on the Patreon. So you should join the Patreon. You really should. Think about it anyways. It's patreon.com slash weirdafnews. You can follow me on the Instagrams and all of those things as well. It's at funnyjones on Instagram, at funnyjones on Twitter, Comedian Jonesy on Facebook, and what's the other one? Oh, you can email me funnyjones at gmail.com. All right, much love.